Nobody warns you about the potential relationship pitfalls that occur after the arrival of children. You may seem prepared with the nursery items, daycare options, and the state-of-the-art crib, but have you prepared for the added stressors to your relationship? Hi, I'm Miranda, a Gottman-trained couples therapist. And I'm Aaron. I work in the financial industry, and Miranda and I have been partners for over 20 years. And we've had our fair share of ups and downs ourselves sure after have. becoming parents. Join us as we sit with couples sharing their experiences of how love has changed since the transition of children. Whether you are trying to conceive, currently pregnant, already have children, or experience loss and infertility, this podcast will showcase authentic, real couples, just like yourself, who are navigating love after lullabies. I will also share communication tips and tricks from my experience of working in private practice for over 10 years in the state of Oregon that can help maintain and even improve your relationship. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you get something out of today's episode. Today. (laughs) Here we are. Still here. Still kicking it. We still got a lot, a lot coming up. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a second, but I just want to say how much we, we nailed it last night in our outfits. Yeah. So we went to this work event and the theme was solid gold. And it was uh, side side note, it was Aaron's work event because my coworkers are the cats. So we don't have work parties. Right. Anyways, <laughs> so the solid gold and I wore a Wait a minute. Preface this. Aaron comes home and he's like, Oh, <laughs> my work party. We're having our, you know, annual work party and the theme is gold. So we have to wear gold. And I was like, okay, that's fine. What are you going to wear? And so we did the the whole Amazon search and we dove in. Yeah. Who doesn't love a theme party? I love theme parties. Yeah. So I got a gold sequins suit sports jacket with matching sparkly gold high tops. They were pretty rad. (laughs) They were really cool. It turned out really good. Mm -hmm. And then Miranda was a freaking forest fire. Oh, now. And... She had like a rose gold sequins top on. It was pretty hot. I have to admit, I felt pretty good. Yeah. You looked real good. <laughs> so we get there looking like a disco ball and nobody else has gold on. Yeah, no one. I think there was like two ladies with like gold accents to maybe. They had a gold bracelet and a gold necklace. Like this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, we were the highlight talk of the town right. of the night. Yeah. We pulled it off, though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I also just let the kids have all of their leftover Valentine candy, which I so hate. <laughs> I hate the... How, how, do I, how do we manage the influx of candy? Like, if you guys have suggestions on what you guys do to manage the candy and how you distribute the candy, but I reached a point where I was like, you know what? Just eat... Whatever's left, eat it. I want it gone. I want to refresh before another holiday comes, which is Easter. And when they get another influx of candy. I've tried so many techniques where it's like, okay, here here are the number of pieces that you have in the day. And you could eat it right now or you could eat it sporadically. But like once these pieces are gone, like that's all you have for the day. That hasn't worked. Um, okay, you can have a piece after dinner what i don't know it's just a nightmare i hate it so so much i hate it so much i think it brings so much anxiety in me of making sure that the kids 
actually eat nutritious foods and they don't. <laughs> well, you and I aren't big candy eaters in general either. So, you know, yeah. we, we don't really see what the whole. But if you is. come home with a bag of salt and vinnies, step aside, son, because I will mouth the shit out of that bag. Okay, so let's <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> Good God, I'm glad there's no salt and vinnies around here. Man, it's true. You will take so a bag true. down. I will eat it until my mouth goes into sores. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. I love All it. Right. So, so while we're talking about candy, it's also this weird, awkward time where they're blowing out Valentine's Day candy, but also bringing out the Easter candy. And I was at the store the other day, the grocery store, and as I was walking by this aisle, I stopped in my tracks, walked backwards, and had to look, and they have peeps out, you know. The marshmallow treat of Easter. And they have specialty peeps out this year. And it is kettle corn flavored peeps. Yeah. I'm very curious to hear people's thoughts on peeps. Because I think as a kid, I really enjoyed them. And I may have said some sort of comment to your family at some point about how I enjoyed it as a kid. So your mom, bless her heart, would would give me peeps any chance that she could get. And in reality, as an adult, I, I really don't like them all that much. Yeah, but gross. I didn't have the heart to say <laughs> that. I would just be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> the only thing peeps are good for are jousting in the microwave. That's it. But I had to buy a pack of these because we're going to try them yeah. live here. We haven't tried them yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to dive in a little bit. Oh my gosh so loud yeah and it smells like popcorn it does smell like popcorn i don't know look at these stupid things <laughs> did you ever like peeps as a kid i never liked peeps never i mean i probably ate them as a kid but i would they you were hate them or you ate them i probably ate them oh. as a kid. <laughs> okay. i don't but i didn't like them yeah i mean they weren't my choice hmm. all right cheers cheers Just. let's try they all right smell here we go like Popcorn. And they're like sort of white and yellow. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're hard to swallow. <laughs> it's like old movie theater popcorn. It tastes like it tastes like leftover old popcorn that you like mm. popped it the night before mm -hmm. and then the next morning you're like oh shit yeah there's still some leftover sweet and then you're like ah or when you go to the theater and you got you order a medium and they give you a jug of popcorn Ugh. you bring it home and it's yeah no pass uh anyway. you guys you guys can pass on those <laughs> wow you know what else you found at the store what was the other flavor uh, i hot, wish you would have got tamale those. ones hot tamales See, I, I love a good hot tamale. It's still in my mouth. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, I mean, I, I doubt they're going to be good on a peep, though. No, nothing's good on a peep. No. Case in point. All right, we're making this intro way too long. Yes. But I, we're very excited about, oh my God, I need to stop saying that. Every episode is very exciting. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but this one especially because they are very good friends of ours from... The days in which we partied hard and didn't have a care in the world. Well, we did have jobs, real jobs, but we had real jobs. But um, before kids, yeah, before kids, when we lived um, in in 
Arizona and just had a great time. Something I really took away from this uh, chat with them is being present with your kids in a way that, I don't know, feels more of a like here and now kind of thing, you know, where your kids are funny. Like kids are funny. They say funny stuff and they're very curious. And sometimes we get really when we're tired or we're feeling impatient and we just were like, oh my gosh, stop asking these questions. I'm just so tired. I don't know how to answer them. Yeah. But the way that they talked about their kids and their family dynamic just felt so pure and felt so wholesome. And it was just really good to talk to them and definitely wish we lived closer so we could see each other in person. And sadly, like we haven't, haven't met each other's kids. I agree. Kids are super funny. And I'm mean, just speaking about our kids. Sometimes it's quick to shut them down for something like you don't have time or you're, you know, you're, you're hurt, you're in a hurry. But if you, if you just take a second and let them go down the rabbit hole a little bit of their conversation and their questions they're asking you, most of the time it ends up being pretty funny, you know, of their own little quirks. Yeah. So we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy today's episode. Yeah. See you next time. Hi guys. Hey, it's so good to see you guys. You too. How's it going? Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. You don't know what to expect. <laughs> really either. It's fine. Okay. It's just good to see you both. It's yeah, been a long time. You guys too. It's been we're, way too long. I know. We were trying we were thinking about the last time that we saw you, and I can't remember. We saw you, Miranda, in Seattle. Oh, that's right. Which was like I, eight years ago. Yeah, it was like when I got pregnant with Quinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pregnant and didn't know it yet. Yeah, no, actually, I think we made her in Seattle. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the timing, if the timing was right, it was like right then. So yeah, yeah. That's funny because we we go back and forth on when we made Tallulah. And, yeah. Yeah. Aaron thinks it was a like a dirty Vegas trip. It but was definitely a dirty Vegas. Trip. I refuse to believe that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Michael was made in our basement. <laughs> he was like totally we had to have a rendezvous and it was like you know like well uh, can i just jump right in yeah I, mean, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like the only times we get to like steal away we call it steal away because mm. we go to the basement we're going to the attic okay. because our house like on the kids live uh, you know right next to us and it's this house is old and you can hear everything so attic or basement so jay i'm a printer technician if she has issues with the printer In i the need attic. to go up to the attic to to yeah. solve the printer issues nice yeah. nice like, i could really use your help <laughs> man i wish we had we, i wish we had another option like yeah we were just talking about this like our upstairs is just the bedrooms <clears throat> and because we're in the northwest we don't have a basement there's not many yeah. houses that have an attic, so. All right, so you yeah. guys have like a like a built-in attic, like a is there like a rec room up there or something? It's a it's a bedroom. Yeah. In okay. a full bath, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, our house is like ancient. I mean, like almost a hundred years old. All the houses here are so. That's where like the help lived. Oh. oh. Nice. Yeah. So every house has an attic. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and then we have a finished basement that uh, has a fireplace and it's really nice too yeah. what's yeah. the most embarrassing like 
kids story that you have since obviously you have a place so there obviously had to have something that happened right yes most embarrassing like as far as like like sex and kids yeah mm. I maybe don't you don't have one because i, I think i think jay's so paranoid that i think at one point she thought she heard a little pitter patter and <laughs> jumped up in the middle butt naked and like ran and closed the door like backed against the door because she didn't want our kids to see and that kind of killed the mood a little bit but uh we don't have uh and we don't have like any interference or we've been fortunate yeah yeah, yeah. because we get a we literally we have to steal away yeah, yeah. it's like very rare that we're in our own bed yeah yeah Jesse and I, I mean, Jesse, you inspired me to do the bringing baby home work, which kind of like was the spawn of all of the couple's yeah. work. So what's the biggest change of your relationship that you've noticed post kids? Because I feel like you guys have a really strong relationship, I would say. I mean, we don't, we haven't been around the two of you very often, but I know what we know of you guys, it seems like you had a strong relationship, but I know after having kids, it really decreased. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think... I think friendship, right, is just the most important thing. Yeah. And we've, I don't know, we've seen a lot. I think we have a, a really good relationship too. I mean, it doesn't mean it's by any means perfect, but mm -hmm. um, we get, in my family, we get sort of harassed for over-communicating. They think we over-communicate. Like, you guys talk about literally everything. Uh, <laughs> extended family is complaining yes. about? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. And we probably do. Uh, like nothing stays up here, right? Like it's uh -huh. like we we talk pretty much about everything for yeah. better or for worse. Which is good because I think that <clears throat> reduces resentment. And that's something that mm -hmm. we see in other relationships, not saying like we try to look at other relationships and see how we're different. But I think a, I think a lot of couples don't talk about the little stuff and then it boils up to be something, then it boils up to be big stuff. Yeah. So. If we get crapped for hyper communicating, but we don't have big blowups, I mean, sure, we bicker and argue mm -hmm. about little stuff, but when it comes to love or trust or parenting or money, like those big things, we don't argue about those things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you learn that after kids, or was that something you established before kids? Honestly, I I think that so I don't know about you, Miranda, but like the the Gottman bringing baby home workshop for me was like pivotal mm. it like going through the training like for yeah. as a married woman and as a mom was like oh my gosh like these are things right and forever like ben would say like well what would gottman say or yeah. <laughs> or what, what else would you say he'd say things like um well i don't know if that's you're not turning yeah. you're not turning towards yeah, uh <laughs> I would glean some of the, I call it psychobabble, you know, but I think being a partner to, to a, a therapist is, it's difficult. You know what I mean? Cause she <laughs> asks pointed questions and knows like how to get the answers out. And it, it used to keep me on my toes. I don't think about it as much anymore, but I used to kind of like, okay, what is she trying to get? And then I would formulate my, my answers based on that. But uh, I think we're past that at this point. Aaron would call it Jedi mind tricks. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not playing mind tricks on you. <laughs> you will go do the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's friendship. I think that he keeps things really light. 
Mm. Like, that's actually sometimes an issue. I'll be like, can't you be serious? You don't mm. know how to be serious. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, serious is boring. And you would get really bored with serious all the time. So <laughs> we have a lot of, la- like, our house is full of, we're the loud Lombardies. That's what we're known mm. as. Yeah. Nice. So it's either laughter or yelling. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly, I would say laughter. But the kids like to yell at each other. And mm. we're like, where do you hear that from? Oh, <laughs> I I also think too is that we're on the same page in terms of parenting and like honestly we should probably make more time for ourselves and like go out on dates and stuff but then it's like ah we enjoy sharing experiences with our kids so yeah we probably go literally what two dates a year I mean in the past couple years yeah probably I mean unless it's like unless it's like a, a wedding or an event for one of our work or something I guess our dates are now like that 25 minutes after the kids are in bed, everything's kind of ready for tomorrow. And then we check in, I guess, or just, you know, but it's chaos with three kids all doing stuff and, and school and dentist appointment, doctor's appointments, sports, everything. It's more of like logistics. Yeah. Okay, I can't pick Michael up Friday. If you can get him Friday, then I, you know, then I can meet you here or the sitter will meet you there and then just stay till she comes and then you can go back, you know. So a lot of it is is logistics, but remind me again the ages of your kids. Wesley will be ten next week. Oh my god! Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Quinn is seven. She turned seven in August, and Michael is five. He turned five in October. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. That's a busy. That's a busy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a. But it's <laughs> it's so fun. Like, I think that is something we really haven't. I mean, obviously we have in common, but our kids are fun. Like. Mm-hmm. They're a blast. They they drive us crazy, but they're also so they're just fun and they're so unique. All three, you know, all three of them. And they're curious kids. They want to know stuff. They and and they they look to us for answers. Which, yeah, sometimes you don't want to answer the thirtieth question in a row, but you you don't want to stifle that um, that creativity or that wonder. That yeah, for sure. Ivy asked me, was it a couple nights ago? <laughs> was yesterday you were texting me at work no yesterday was saturday um oh right friday she i don't know how we got on the subject but she's very inquisitive about how babies are made and so like i want to answer to the best of my ability at her developmental age but um she was curious as like sperm she's like but it's so isn't it like so teeny tiny how do you know like how do you know how do you see it like is it in water and i was like well it's in a liquid and <laughs> like billions and billions of sperm in the liquid she's like what does the liquid look like <laughs> like yeah. and i was like how would you tell an eight-year-old what cum looks like yes <laughs> that's hilarious. and luckily she like went on to a different subject so i didn't have to answer that you didn't have to keep going first off you didn't describe it as cum, right? <laughs> I did not use that word. I just said liquid. Liquid. Yeah. It's a liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's funny. So Quinny, Quinn and Wes know all about sex. They've they were like asking me a million questions. So I'm like, Wes is really into fishing, so he understands about like the fertilization of the egg, and mm-hmm. so he's like asking questions like, well, how does that happen in humans? This was like years ago, and so I just told them, and Quinn just happened to be there and. They both were like, ew. And then <laughs> Michael was asking not too long ago, like, well, how do babies, how, do, but how do babies get in mommy's bellies? Mm-hmm. Our friends just had a baby who lived down the road and 
And so Michael has a lot of questions because of that. And I, and so I said, well, and Quinn said, she just looked at him. She's like, don't ask because it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and so then he was like, never mind, mom, <laughs> never mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael is our most precocious. That's like the word we use for him. He's like, I think just being the third, he learned so much from the other two that the other two didn't even have access to. You know, and like his questions and he just, he kind of blows us away. He's a handful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he still likes being, we we jokingly call him giant baby because when he's like tired or, you know, he'll be like, can can you hold me, please? Pick Mm -hmm. me up and uh, carry me to bed. And it's like, you're either a big boy or you're a baby. You can't be both. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's a little the same way for sure. Our five-year-old. But I would say that our, I mean, like, as you can tell, like our kids are probably, they're so, we just love being with them like and they're at the end of the day like the other day um i said to ben just like a couple days ago i'm like did you ever think you'd have such a beautiful family like Mm. i we feel so blessed that's awesome yeah Yeah. i know it's a nice reminder for sure especially those days that we're just like done you know just like we're toast our buckets are empty we don't have patience i don't know it's so so quick and our kids like to like yours. They're they like to they have fun and they're they're always on 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 on. They try and like cram everything they can into the day, and then sometimes that at the end of the day, it's really tough because yeah. they've they've used all their resources and, and they're done. They're done. So yeah. <laughs> what fills your bucket? What fills your bucket that Jesse does? Just being around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like quality time, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quality yeah. time. Yeah, it's 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 probably the little stuff. It's probably the the cooking or when we're cleaning up dinner, we have a little bit of candid conversation or whatever. It's it's the mornings are a little hectic, but I feel like uh, when I get home in the evening, we have a lot of family time is in the evening and that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and like, yeah, I would say in the kitchen is a fun time for Ben and I. We spend a lot of time in the kitchen <laughs> together. <laughs> Yeah. It seems like, especially after work, like kind of catching up on our day and and the kids don't really come in the kitchen, you know, like it's like a time for us to be like adults. One thing I just thought of that she really does fill me up is her thoughtfulness, not just toward me, but to my family. Like I'm not a social media guy. I don't post pictures. I don't do this kind of stuff, but she thinks about my family and will send pictures to my mom and my dad and give us some, give them updates. Well, it's, it's not that I'm opposed to it. I just, I mean, honestly, I, I have pretty low, uh, what is it called? Emotional <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. So I don't, I just don't, I'm just not wired that way. And, and mm-hmm. she is, she is a giver. And as much as I try to improve, I'll never be as good as she does. So she kind of handles that. And that, that really makes me happy. Like my mom will call and say, Hey, I heard about Quinn's test. I was like, how did you know that just happened yet? She's like, Oh, well, Jesse sent me a text and fills mm-hmm. me in and all this stuff. So. I would say that's probably one of the biggest things of how, how thoughtful she is. Yeah. Toward yeah. not just toward me, but toward toward our our world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would say humor, like he said, he said humor. I think that's actually really true. Like it's like, you know, I can be really irritated or angry with him and he just kind of like lightens the mood. Like mm, that's nice. Whether and sometimes I'm like irritated, like stop it. I want <laughs> you to be serious, but I'm also like sort of laughing and like, yeah. You know, and I don't know that really, it really does help. And it also, he also validates me usually like it. That's a, that's one that I think 
we've had to work on like since we've been together that's been like our own work is like you know learning how to fight fair mm, mm -hmm. um but now i it's very rare that i don't feel validated like he hears okay. my, the emotion that's that i'm talking about even if i'm not necessarily like saying i'm feeling hurt mm -hmm. he'll be, he can sort of read through it which i think is yeah, progress I, yeah i yeah. used to try to solve instead of she's like i know you idiot i yeah. don't want you to solve it i just want you to listen right Where right my, my brain immediately goes okay okay here's the there's a problem let's think of a solution that will best suit everyone involved you know and she's like no yeah. you dummy just listen i don't need yeah. call them yeah <laughs> that's something i think we had to learn too or at least myself i had to like preface things you yes. know so you knew what hat to put on of like right. yeah like, okay, just I just hear me out. Yeah, I just need to vent for a little bit or I need something I need to figure out like how can we solve this and it was such a game changer. Yeah. Our kids are being really loud right now. That's okay. <laughs> Our dogs panicking. Okay. Fine, fine. She wants out of the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And and you know what like you said in the beginning Jesse like or so one of you which one of you said this but it's not like nothing's perfect, right? So we still like even just the other night there was a reminder of you said something and I heard it completely different. Yeah. And then it was like we kind of not butted heads but it was kind of like a well, why didn't you do this it's like well i didn't know that was the expectation right so just remembering to like keep that clear and yeah. open communication you know so that no one gets confused yes we just had the same thing happen yeah <laughs> like <laughs> the expectation us, but... piece right is like hmm. well this was my expectation yeah and he's like yeah. okay well i didn't know that that was your expectation and i'm like well how did you not know you know, yeah. <laughs> you can't read my mind. What? Yeah. Oh. Or you can't read my text. It's like, right. oh, shoot, maybe that wasn't the best, you know. <laughs>
amazing and a breeze and like mm. you know mm-hmm. such a joy but postpartum yeah. for him it was really it was really hard on me i don't know about you i'm kind of on the sidelines at that point you know early on it's it's baby wants sleep and food and mom so i kind of knew i had an idea that's what it would be but um yeah i was it it, it didn't freak me out yeah um I, I kind of expected that and wanted to do more and you really can't you know what i mean like you know sh- did you know that you were so hated <laughs> no i didn't so. <laughs> I really hated him there for a little bit. (laughs) I loved him. I didn't like him. Mm. Right, right. (laughs) So I would, I think that, and then honestly, like after that, it just got easier. It was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So things change. They're supposed to change. Mm -hmm. Um, But above and beyond that, like when, when I first told Ben that we were doing this podcast with you guys, he was like, gosh, I don't even remember like pre baby. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. know, I don't really either. And to yeah, think about like what we were like as a couple before we had kids, that's also a weird, there's not a whole lot that's, that su- has surprised me. No. And I think, I think for us with three kids at the, at those three ages, it, it's really hard to look back and reflect because you're in the throes of it. It's, yeah. it's really day to day. It's like the days are long, but the years fly by. Like you, mm-hmm. you're, you're just kind of constantly changing. I mean, how you parent what their needs are how you can best support them and it it changes so quickly on on we have three kids so three different levels um Mm -hmm. and i don't remember like i you know michael's been out of diapers what two years two and a half years i mean if i had to change a diaper i I wouldn't even know where to like it's just gone like Mm -hmm. and people like (laughs) i have a a guy a co-worker who just had a baby and he's six months old i'm like i don't even remember what kids do at six months that feels like Mm-hmm. lifetimes ago to me um yeah. yeah so it's it's just kind of i think i think parenting in itself is not that difficult but to parent well and to parent consistently is really challenging and takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of mindfulness um, yeah for sure and i don't know that we i mean <laughs> i went i recently went on a girl's trip which i had never done since i've had mm. babies so oh, that wow. was like a big deal all my these are my my girlfriends from college from undergrad and they all um have younger kids than i do you know they're talking about bedtimes and all these things like ben and i are like not very strict like not even a little bit very strict and we love spending time with our kids and school doesn't start till 9 20 so oh wow to bed early and i don't know like it's not my my friend said that i am a free-range parent and I think they're probably not wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, your kids don't watch that? My kids do. Like, you know, we're just mm-hmm. kind of, and we're both the same way. It's kind of like, I don't know. I'd rather them hear that and learn this stuff from me than learn it and hear it from their peers. And yeah. so, and they ask, they ask appropriate questions and they, you know, I, I don't think that like, we're like crossing a line with it, but I've just seen really anxious parents. We're not those parents. That's nice. That's nice to be on the same page with, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like <clears throat> if we had completely different parenting styles. Yeah. That would be really challenging. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. But, yeah. But <clears throat> you bring up a good point and, and I'm not saying that your girlfriends did this. However, yeah. I think there are a lot of people that do pass their judgments. Oh yeah. Like, well, and, and even family too. They yep. kind of look at you like, you know, what's going on? Like, why are you choosing to do it this way? And mm-hmm. yeah. it's something you learned throughout the process. You know? Right. Parent. I mean, and really you have to parent to the kid, I feel like. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there are some kids that absolutely need that routine and need, yeah. I mean, we have routines, but they're not like, we're not rigid. Our kids don't really necessarily need that rigidity where I know some kids absolutely need it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really hard, right? Like, like Ben said, parenting well is yeah. hard. Yeah. So if you guys could, you haven't done many dates, you said two a year or something like no, we what would be like your ideal date right now. Like if you could paint it. I mean, we both like to eat good food. Yeah. I mean, we usually go for more dates. I would say more than two okay. a year, but whatever. I, I think just, and it's like, yeah, we both like live music, but going to a live music, like, I think it's just more of connecting and not being interrupted every other sentence. And, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I jokingly, like, it's, like early on in our marriage, I would do like a six month check-in. Like, all right, time to check in. Are you good? What are you not good with? What, mm-hmm. you know, where are we at? I, I kind of joke that I said, do we need, we need to check in? And she'll be like, no, we're, we're good. We're good. So, but mm-hmm. I think, again, that goes back to our hyper communication that if you're constantly communicating when you feel something's up or something's up, then like I said, it, it makes for less big blowups, you know? I don't know. I mean, like we have a, we have a bunch of restaurants we enjoy going to just the two of us that are like not kid places. And like Ben said, it's like just like the talk. It's like being able to talk without being interrupted is really an ideal date. How do you guys handle that as a relationship? <laughs> just being interrupted. We all talk time. a lot during the day. Like yeah. he has a job where we can talk like not too much. Right. But like we're probably on the phone like two to three times a day. Mm. just kind of checking in what what's up with you here's what i'm thinking what are you thinking it's logistics that's what it is it's logistics yeah yeah what's your day looking like because her her you know she can schedule her own her own clients and and then so there's that and that but then i think we we talk about like bigger things at night after the Mm -hmm. kids go to bed you know that normally like in our bed we have some time together to like Mm -hmm. talk about like emotions or whatever you know Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If something's not going right, we usually take the kids, but I think we've been a couple times where we didn't. To the, we have a really nice art museum in Cleveland, and it's free, and you can go and spend twenty minutes or two hours or whatever. So it's you know l- low risk reward ratio, and sometimes it's just nice to like. I'll say I really like this painting because, and she'll be like, "Wow, oh, really? I like I didn't know that." And it, you can mm-hmm. still learn a little bit. So stuff like that where you can do things with each other and and still learn more about her or her tastes i think that there's value in that like Mm -hmm. it's rare that you learn something new about your part you know that we've been together 12 years and you're still learning you know continuing to build those love maps Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's so important especially once the kids grow up and leave the house and then you're still connected you know so often where i see couples that kids leave the house and they look at each other like who Who are you? you Yeah, I don't know who you are. I don't like you anymore. I don't know what happened. They're so focused on the kids. Yeah, Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, we're just good. We're like best friends, you know, like Mm -hmm. who also get to have fun together in a lot of different ways. This year, we've because Michael's the age, we've we've done a lot of traveling with our family. And it's something that we all love doing. And just with Michael's age and financially, it wasn't possible before this and now that we're able to do it we're going a little overboard with it but it really is something that the kids get excited for and seeing it seeing your child learn something in the field i guess is probably a lame way to say it but 
through experiential learning instead of reading about it. Oh yeah. It's so rewarding as a parent, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We actually made a, we made a pretty big decision for our family this year where we're kind of at a point where we're like, okay, do we put money into our house or do we move? Mm -hmm. Right. And our house is like big enough. It's four bedroom, you know, two full baths, two half baths, like plenty big, mm -hmm. but it's also old and it's like, chunked up right like it's not like open living house so that was kind of and we had family like extended family who were like we really think you guys need to move you need more of a yard you need you know we live in the city like you need ben and i were like i mean we really had to sort of debate it together and we're like we'd rather like travel and spend our money on on like doing things that we want to do than spending money on a bigger home yeah and that was i would say that that was a pretty big decision for us yeah it took a while to come to that conclusion so we're taking full advantage of it like nice we're, where are you guys headed mexico for 10 days on christmas Ooh. day oh awesome um, yeah and not getting the, the santa's coming but like no other gifts mm -hmm. um and the kids that was like they were on board with that um, i love that idea i love yeah it. so just like stuff you know like travel we're making travel a priority yeah we talked about doing that too we have you know kind of shifting a little bit of mindset it's hard though when we have extended oh. families who whose love language is gift giving. Right. I know. <laughs> right. I mean, we we've we we've talked to the grandparents about like experiences over things. Mm -hmm. So they're starting to like give money towards like these are like his mom's really good about that. Like here's a Zoom membership mm -hmm. for Christmas or whatever, yeah. you know, rather than like give yeah. stuff. But that was a big I would say that that was a really big decision for our relationship and for like the trajectory of our marriage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was it like, did you guys have different views at all that you kind of had to come together with or how, what was difficult about it? I mean, just we've been in this house, what, seven years? Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see that the walls are cl slowly closing in on us. You go in the basement and there's bags of baby clothes that just yeah. haven't gotten dropped off yet. And, and whatever just accumulation of stuff the kids are getting bigger one of the rooms isn't and i'm like i just don't think it's feasible to have three teenagers in this house yeah mm -hmm. and then we took a couple trips together and just had such an awesome time and i'm like well maybe we can make it you know what i mean like it it, it went back and forth a number of times and then we had a bathroom redone which it was really kind of a non-functional bathroom it was just one of those like a claw foot four foot tub i mean i could barely fit my feet inside it so it, it never got used yeah and then we're like okay if we put a little money in that and make that a functional space then we add another bathroom and then at some point we'll get the kitchen done you know like we just yeah. have to it's just a reallocation of resources versus like oh let's just go buy a bigger better house and yeah mm -hmm. and the other thing too we live in we live in a neighborhood that's that's culturally diverse socioeconomically diverse so the kids get a real a, a picture of the real world in school mm -hmm. there are kids that have way more money than we do way less money um kids that are all different colors different religions and th that's very important to us uh yeah. kids getting access and exposure to that early on so, and our taxes are so ridiculously high here that we'd have to move out and just basically be, it's called around this park called white flight where the houses get too small, but the taxes aren't worth it. And then you go into the, the true suburbs where there's no diversity and that, that's yeah. just not, not a realistic worldview. I want my kids to mm -hmm. endure. 
Our community's a big, I mean, like it's been a huge, you know, we don't have family here. Like yeah. my parents live about four hours away. His parents live like two and a half hours, but his parents are like have health issues and really can't travel. So we don't have family here. So mm -hmm. we've made our family here. If you, yeah. you know, like we've, yeah. it's truly like the whole idea of it takes a village mm -hmm. and we feel like we have that yeah. here. We, mm -hmm. our neighborhood is, I mean, we just feel really grounded. I, I can say I feel really grounded here. Yeah. yeah it's hard to, hard to leave that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Reminds me of our little family in Flagstaff. I know that's right. <laughs> Well, and that was like the first time I'd ever really felt true community mm -hmm. for real. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like growing up, I didn't ever really, ha I mean, you know, like I had swim team girls and things like that, but not like, like a community of people that like help each other out and are there yeah. for each other. And so, yeah, that was always sort of my standard of like, okay, <laughs> if I don't feel like I belong, like I did in Flagstaff, then I don't, then I can't make yeah. it home. Yeah, it's a high standard too. It's a high standard. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. like what, if we're gonna hang out. It's when, when, and where. Yes. Yeah. You know. Right. Mm. When? When are we getting together? That's right. Yeah. Well, I I feel like we're still searching for that. You know. A well, little bit. I think yeah, we're in the same boat as, as you guys, where we don't have a lot of family around. They're, you know, three three hours away, both of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you do have to kind of create it yourself, and we're we're slowly getting involved more with our neighbors and and becoming more friends with. We don't have a lot of like individual friends here. Yeah, I don't. I don't go out with buddies. One, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. I don't have that. But I don't. Yeah, there's a neighbor, and if he's out, you know, he'll borrow the leaf blower, and we'll have a beer or something like that. You know, <laughs> right. typical. You know, but it's not like. Uh, but that's not necessarily something I I miss or feel like I'm missing out on. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it changes as like we get we grow in our professional careers too. I mean, you both are therapists that work for yourselves, and and I work in a, a leadership role where I don't have a lot of peers. You know, like I don't have the work group, yeah, the click that you used to have when you work for other, yeah, other things. You know, so yeah, like kind of getting to know some neighbors or parents or or whatever yeah. uh, mutual interest. Actually, that's been a big change for our marriage too. Our job careers had to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think for our marriage and the health of our marriage and the health of our family and all the things, because his hours were terrible. Mm, I remember um, that. That was a while. Yeah. Was Forever. Been, yeah, like, for seven, six, seven years. Yeah. It was worked, brutal. I was working 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so by Friday, I'm just gassed, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Essentially, I would, my sleep would be broken into two, three or four hour chunks a day, and it's just, it's not sustainable. I'm, couldn't be a great husband and a great dad in, in that format. Um, so I looked around selectively for a while and, and found something that was much more suitable. And it's been great. It's been a great year since I moved, since yeah, I changed. Yeah. And same for me. I mean, I had to make the change too. It was way too demanding at the university. Like, you know, I would have to be there before everyone. So I was there at like, before 8.30 and then I'd have to stay till everyone left till the last person was out with their crisis client. So, oh I mean, yeah. I normally didn't get home till six and I just, we had a nanny who would come and babysit so that Ben could sleep some. It was just like terrible. I felt yeah. all the mommy guilt and mm -hmm. wife guilt and it was bad. Mm -hmm. So it, that had to, and honestly, like a lot of that was like COVID 
and the shutdown of the world was what really sort of opened my eyes to like, oh wait, I don't have to be doing this. And it was your opening, I think too, because he yeah. worked from home, like he got to produce the news from our basement. So, but yeah, that, that I, I do think that that's been a big positive change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think COVID was pretty pivotal for a lot of people. Kind of opened up like, what is what do you actually value? You know, yeah. right, right. You, and actually following through with that. And you like relationship advice? Like, if you could give any advice to couple that is either pregnant or just had a baby. Oh. I think for the dads, my advice would be to be patient and ask how you can help. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing being a dad and, and you really kind of, you get, uh, you're a couple rungs lower on the ladder and that's just how it is for a little while. So you have to be patient. I would say just, just remain patient, do the best you can to help. But ultimately I don't think anything aside from time and, and figuring it out together is going to. Mm -hmm. is the best way forward, I would think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anna, it's so, it's so cliche, but I think that it's so important to talk. Yeah. And to like real, not just talk about what's going on, but to talk about, communicate about emotion, right? And how you're feeling and how, what's going through your head. And I don't know. I think that that's because it's, it's easy to kind of shut down and just turn inward, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, at least it was for me as the mom to do that as, especially with the first baby, but yeah, I don't know. That's what I would probably say. Like, make sure you're turning towards. Turn, turn towards. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 20 times to that one. <laughs> right. It comes back to that. That yeah. was, that's hard for me. That's, that was definitely hard for me in the beginning, for sure. I tend to kind of just yeah. take it in, shove it down. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's not worth it. It's just yeah. going to make things worse. Right. It's like, no, then you like create this beast and then yeah. you have this narrative that is totally not what the reality of the situation is. Well, and I think it creates so much resentment that then you have to try to sort through and that's harder than if you just would have said whatever from the beginning. Yeah. So I would say that I would say make time for each other. Like, I think so to Aaron's point earlier too, is like, be explicit. If you're too tired to go do this thing because you just had a baby, tell me or whatever. If, if this isn't going to work because of this, just tell me, don't, don't try to make it work just to please your partner. Like, be, I don't know, be intentional, be explicit in your communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Advocate for yourselves and, and as a couple too. Yeah. 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 We, you know, like our, as we opened about this, but like uh, we have to have rendezvous, like it's the only way that we can kind of get away sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, really ever, but it's not hard for us to do. You know, we just have to, it's like, we just have to yeah. do it. The, mm -hmm. the spontaneity may be gone, but that doesn't mean it's any less meaningful or any less enjoyable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My toner needs changing. Help me yeah, out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I can't get it to connect. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I've seen an adult video that started that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, right. a, I got a tool belt. I got a tool belt. <laughs> it used to be the basement when our kids were, like, when the other two were young. And then, like, Michael was a complete and total accident. Mm -hmm. And he he was totally the result of a rendezvous. No. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think having kids for the for the right reason. If you think having a child is going to yeah. help your marriage or save your marriage, that's the 
that's not the way to approach it. I think, I think having conversations before you try to get pregnant and on, on how you want to parent and, and how you think it's going to impact your relationship. There's no harm in doing that. You know, absolutely. That's so important, Ben. I'm glad you bring that up because there's so many couples that I've came across in my life or that I've worked with that haven't even had the conversation about kids prior to marriage or commitment, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what if you guys are completely different? You can't compromise on that. Right. right. <laughs> oh, it's so good seeing you guys. It's good to you see too. you yeah. too. We think about you guys a lot, regardless. You too. Of, you know, yeah. Always. Hey everyone, we hope you got something out of today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Love After Lullabies. And if you and your partner are interested in being in the show, we'd love to have you. Email us at loveafterlullabies at gmail.com. And also, we would really appreciate a like, subscribe, and even a share would be amazing. Mm. Oh, there's so many ears. Ha <laughs>